friends. I'm joining you today from um, inside my greenhouse, which my husband Nicholas built for me. And um, so I thought it would be a nice, bright, sunny spot to um, talk to you this evening. And um, this is where I come when I need to get a quiet place away from the rest of the family and just have some time to do things with my hands and I love to grow things so I thought it would be a nice space to share with you today. So let's just pray together before I start. Father I thank you for giving us all a beautiful world where you reveal yourself in the smallest things of nature, just the little buds in the, in the branches coming out now in the spring, the birds coming back from their winter journey. And thank you, Lord, that you show us that no matter what's happening in our lives, your love continues to bring life Thank you, Lord, that every day dawns with new mercies and new hope. We pray that you be with us now as we share your word to us. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I'm going to speak about comfort. Um, and this is something that I've uh, been thinking about a lot during this time because When I get stressed and anxious, um, my natural tendency, which I think is probably common to a lot of people, is to find comfort in things that um, make me feel better. Um, little things that I think are different for everyone, but um, I think the pleasures in life that we enjoy are the first things we turn to when we're feeling uncomfortable. And um, I know that this is a time in the world when I think all of us are in a new um, frame of, of reference. We've never ever been in this type of situation where so many people are in the same boat as we are. And, we're, and yet we're so isolated and separated from one another that it's we, we don't have the benefit of being able to um, be together and be um, physically with each other to support each other and um, we're separated from doing that and so it's quite a difficult time for community and for finding comfort in community and especially in our relationship with God. Um, he designed community for us to be able to meet him in powerful ways and he chose to do that so that we would depend on each other to meet Christ um, and that's why the church is called the body of Christ and so we are in a way um, suffering because of our separation and what's really interesting is that actually this comes through quite strongly in some of Paul's letters 
which I think we can now perhaps be more um, connected to his sadness and his suffering in being separated from um, communities that he had lived with and really poured his life into and loved. And his letters sometimes um, just cry out in the pain of being separated from them. And, and he says, you know, I'll come to you again soon. Um, I'm praying that I can come to you again soon. And so I think that's a cry of all of our hearts that we could come together soon with those that we love and especially the, um, the, the body of Christ that we have poured ourselves into and loved being together with. Um, so today I want to read from one of Paul's letters um, to Corinthians and it's from chapter 1 verses 1 to 11. Paul an apostle of Christ by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to the church of God that is at Corinth, with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Well, he certainly says the word comfort a lot in the beginning of this passage. And um, I felt as well that it's quite a particularly significant passage for what, um, we, what situation we are in now. Because there is a, a sense of sharing in suffering. Some of us may be suffering with uh, sickness particularly of having lost loved ones and then there's the suffering of um, just financial worry um, of the anxiety of not having provision um, there's the stress and anxiety of being separated from loved ones who might need our care 
and then just the disruption to everyday life um, can bring a, an anxiety that sometimes we don't really understand or quantify because it seems trivial in the light of what others are going through. And yet I think in every home um, there is some type of suffering or struggle that is happening at this time. And so I wanted to talk about comfort because I know in my life and my tendencies that um, I feel like I can find quick fixes for the everyday stress that we are living under. And our bodies and our minds will go straight to the um, the things that chemically get us going and, and kind of relieve that stress. So um, it might be uh, eating things that we enjoy, sweet and, and uh, fatty foods, chocolate. Um, it might be watching a lot of TV. Um, some people start exercising a huge amount and we do know that scientifically our bodies kind of crave um, the chemicals that uh, relieve the sense of anxiety so even exercise can kind of create a high that takes away the, that, um, that stress in our bodies and i wanted to look today at how god designed us to be comforted because I think the, the world and the enemy want to distract us from the comfort that um, fully satisfies the need that we have um, in difficult times to be comforted. And I studied the word for comfort in scripture um, quite deeply and I was very surprised actually because I think in in our Western mindset the word comfort um, seems to have been equated with the word relief and um, it actually it was in on Instagram this week this meme popped up that said um, what do you do when you feel pain or stress or anxiety? And it, it said, how do you find relief? And um, there's, there's actually a kind of, in that word relief, this active sense of breathing a deep breath, like, oh, the relief of being set free from a physical sense of pain or a physical sense of anxiety or stress. And we do feel it in our bodies. It's very much a worldly thing. And so it's very natural for us to look for worldly relief of that stress and pain. The first thing we want to do, of course, is fix the problem. Fix what is, what is causing this pain or stress or discomfort. And um, then you get into a position where you're, you are like we are now and you can't fix it. You, we are put in a position where we are unable to change our circumstances and um, this is very much like people who have chronic illness um, or, or uh, chronic mental health issues 
or in circumstances of um, chronic deprivation or political um, conflict in their land. And I think we are really amazingly lucky and blessed as Western Christians in a, in a land where mostly we have the freedom to change our circumstances. If we're put in a position of stress, um, we immediately go to, well, I can fix that because I'm a free person, because I'm a healthy person, because I'm a person with, um, with opportunities to create provision for myself. And uh, we need to remember that actually there's a large percentage of people, not only in out, kind of out there in the world, but even in our country that not, aren't necessarily in a position to change their circumstances. And um, John Eldritch um, writes in his latest book, which my husband has enjoyed immensely, called Get Your Life Back. Uh, he talks about how um, we turn to the temporary relief or wanting to fix our problems ourselves. But actually God has built into looking to him for comfort. He actually adds enormous fruit and blessings to that comfort, which is more than we could get out of this world. More pleasure, more relief, um, and it's something that satisfies deep down. And we find that when we turn to the worldly and relief, um, whether it's distraction, whether it's pleasure, whether it's fighting to change our circumstances, those things are all temporary. Uh, even if we you know, make a great life for ourselves, we live in a broken world. And um, sickness and tragedy and bad weather, um, you know, no matter what we do to create a cocoon of, of worldly comfort and um, safety, our world is not perfect. And we need to press in to God and actually learn to seek him first for our comfort because that is the comfort that satisfies and continues throughout any circumstances and we see that very much in what paul is saying here he talks about um, suffering and he he says you know that we ourselves share in christ's sufferings it says in verse 5 for as we share abundantly in christ's sufferings so through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. And I think we make the mistake often of equating God's comfort with worldly relief. And so we look to God to produce the things that we would look for in the world to relieve our pain, to relieve our circumstances. And then we get disappointed when he doesn't do those things. And it's, a, it's really important for us to re recognize here that God's comfort isn't, I'm going to fix your problems in this world. That is not his promise to us. And we see that very clearly here and right through scripture, that actually suffering is going to be part of our life on this earth. And that can be hard to understand if we have a simplistic view of how God relates to us. He's, he doesn't want to just be the person or the switch that we flip when we need something solved or fixed for us. 
Um, we live in a broken world, and yet God has sent His Son to introduce us to the kingdom of heaven and to bring the kingdom of heaven near. And in Revelations um, chapter 21, verse 4, the scripture speaks of what the kingdom of heaven will be like when Christ comes again and brings a new heaven and a new earth. And it says there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. And so God has promised us ultimately a relief from worldly suffering. However, the kingdom of heaven is at this point in time still limited on this earth because we are living in a broken world where people choose to turn away from God, where all creation groans with longing for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. There's a sense of the broken world waiting in its pain for God's plan in history to be fulfilled so that the new heaven and earth can come. But God has sent Jesus so that we can have a taste of that kingdom of heaven and we can have a hunger for that kingdom of heaven. And I think that when I was studying the scriptures and this word of comfort, what was really interesting to me was that there's a separate word in scripture used for relief. And it's used very much, if you do a word study for relief in the New Testament, you'll find that it's used in terms of relieving worldly suffering. And so Paul talks about um, being there being a relief when money is sent to him and he has provision, um, where um, they visit uh, different communities that have been persecuted and there's a sense of relief at being together again. Um, and so I think it's important for us to realize when God talks about comforting, that word is very much about how God relates to us in our pain and our suffering. It's not necessarily about being relieved from our worldly suffering. However, this word comfort, what is God trying to tell us through it? Well, the word is, um, is linked actually, it's a Greek word, and um, the Holy Spirit, who is called in scripture the comforter, the word there is paraclete. And that word paraclete, it actually has um, a background in the law courts. And the paraclete was the person who came alongside you to support you in your defense and um, would come alongside and speak on your behalf, would speak words of defense, would speak words of strength and upliftment. Um, basically, when you were down and out, this would be your advocate. Um, to get you through a trial. And so I think this is a wonderful picture for us. Um, but there's more to it than that. You know, through scripture, this, this word paraclete uh, and its different linked roots, the word comforter and comfort, it, it really means a drawing alongside. And in some places, it actually has the sense of whispering in your ear. So whispering words of encouragement and strength in your ear. And so we need to understand that this word comfort, when, when God says he comforts you, and when he says he sends the Holy Spirit to comfort you, 
he's talking about drawing near. He's not talking about, I'm going to fix the problem right away. He says, I'm going to draw near to you and I'm going to speak strength to you. I'm going to tell you the truth that you need to hear. I'm going to tell you how I made you. I'm going to tell you how you're going to get through this. And so what we're to look for is not necessarily a worldly relief, but he wants us to set aside those things for a while and allow him to draw near and whisper in our ear the words and the truth and the love that we need to hear from him. And I think that's why Paul says in the scripture that it's through our sufferings often that we get the most comfort. Because when we're suffering, we're not just going through our daily life. We're not just, you know, going through habit, doing the things that we enjoy, having fun. We're in a position where all of that doesn't really matter anymore because we're we're in deep distress within. And our spirit cries out and says, why? And when we're in that place, we're in the, in the place of um, most openness to hear God's spirit come and speak into our ear, quietly, into our spirit. Because everything else has just been put aside. And so I think when he says, for as we share abundantly, in Christ's sufferings so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too and he talks about this comfort overflowing so that it can be shared with others and so I wanted to encourage you with this um, I every week find myself falling into habits of trying to find relief trying to find the things around me that can bring relief and I wanted to encourage you this week let's sit before the Lord and say Lord forgive me for looking to worldly and temporary things to try and bring relief to my pain and my anxiety and my suffering but help me Lord instead to open my spirit to you and allow you to whisper your encouragement and your strength to me. And so um, during this time, I think to take time every day and just um, perhaps even in the times when you're most stressed or most anxious, Maybe just stop and remember God is never limited. His kingdom on this earth may be limited for a time. And so his miracles and his signs and wonders, we know that even Jesus when he was in Nazareth couldn't perform all the miracles that he wanted to because the people didn't have enough faith. And we know that there are times and places in this world where the kingdom of darkness is strong and we find it hard. We find it hard to see the kingdom of heaven breaking through. But God is never far away and God is never separated from us. The Holy Spirit was sent by God because of what Jesus did. And the Holy Spirit is always here always close, always waiting 
for us to turn to him. And so, during this time, let's remember that God is never limited and his love for us is never limited. So let's pray together. Father, we repent of the ways that we turn to the world and to earthly things to help our pain and anxiety, to try and fix our problems. Lord, we know that these things are just temporary. And it can often feel so futile. We thank you, Lord, that you, God, are always near. That you wait patiently for each one of us. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, that Jesus introduced him to us first as a comforter first thing he does is to draw near and to whisper encouragement to our spirits, to stand with us, to be our advocate, to be our defense, to tell us the truth about who you are and who we are in you. So Lord, help us whenever things are getting hard and when things are going well, Lord, help us to turn to our comforter first and say, here I am, speak to me. Help us, Lord, to hunger for your peace first. And Lord, we pray for all in the world who are suffering. And Lord, that seems like such a big prayer for one person to pray. But we each lift our hearts up to you, Lord. As you showed us the picture in heaven of the prayers of the saints coming up like sweet-smelling incense. And the, and the bowls in heaven in the throne room overflowing. And so, Lord, we each pray the prayers of our hearts for the people that you've put on our hearts. Because we know, Lord, that you, you bring to intercession every person that needs prayer. Just tell us, Lord, who shall we pray for? Even if you pray for just one person tonight, God's got it all covered. So I want to encourage you after this talk, when you switch me off, just to maybe take five or ten minutes and pray together for the people that God puts on your heart and the situation that God puts on your heart. And then also, as Paul says, our comforts, our comfort is also given to us to share with others. It is 
through our comfort that others are comforted. And so ask the Lord, how can I comfort someone else this week? Sometimes it's just exactly what the Holy Spirit does for us. He wants you to do for someone else. Draw alongside and just say, it's going to be okay. Give somebody hope with your words. Tell them what God is thinking about them. Ask the Lord for a word of encouragement to share with someone else. Perhaps it's a, a practical thing that God will tell you to do. He might say, when you go grocery shopping, pack a bag for someone that I tell you and drop it on their doorstep. Through the small acts of kindness that God leads you to do, he will comfort so many that need comfort right now. And Lord, we thank you for all the amazing pleasures that you've put in this world to bring us joy, to bring us just little tastes of how you created the world to be, to bring us joy and happiness and pleasure. And we thank you for that, Lord. We don't deny our worldly pleasures because you gave them to us. But Lord, help us to first look to you when we are in pain and when we are suffering. Because the comfort you bring is what will heal us and will satisfy us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So thanks for being with me this week, guys, in my greenhouse. And um, we are so eager to see everyone again. We can't wait. It's going to be so exciting and hopefully that first service we have back together we'll have a little party, a little celebration. So looking forward to that and um, again uh, if you have any prayer requests, if you um, want specific words from the Lord, um, if you are just crying out for that, the body of Christ is here to comfort one another and so please there's um, the, the ministry teams are available to pray and they will send responses. Um, the email to send those requests to is matt.kingdomlifechurch at gmail.com matt.kingdomlifechurch at gmail.com and Matt Orvis who leads our ministry teams will get those emails and he will send them out confidentially and we'll respond where um, you've requested that. So bless you guys and we hope you have a great week.